do it to get to Lubbock? You got to take 61 up to 23. Hey, uh, Dylan, Dylan East, right? You're the coach at Dylan East. You've lost your inner pirate. Uh, you know, sword, have you ever heard swing your sword? You're supposed to swing your sword like this. You're swinging yours like this. I mean, uh, you've got to find your inner pirate. A lot of times things just happen for a reason. We don't know why God wants it that way, but you can't make the best out of it until you get back your inner pirate. You might be the luckiest man alive and not even know it. You there, buddy? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? Okay. Yeah, can you hear me? I've been listening to the pirate songs, yeah. Sorry, I had to jump out of a mock draft real quick. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> this dude has just got his head in the game. I mean, find your inner pirate. Let's just let's just start this shit, Drew. I mean, let's are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready. <laughs> Drew, trust me, I am so ready for this podcast we've been talking about for a while. I think we got some great topics to go over. It's our first ever episode, I mean, debut episode. Obviously, you guys know, I mean, Drew has been on my podcast before, but wow. It's been in the works for a while. Find your inner pirate. Drew, this is the start of something special. You have no idea how special this is going to be. We're going to be talking pirates, hanging around with a bunch of scallywags, just learning about Pirates minor league baseball, baseball in general, and we're going to be dominating some fantasy leagues, giving some good picks here and there, you know, get ready. No for doubt. It, you guys, you listeners out there, Drew, we're going to have to like come up with a name for our listeners or something. Some, you know, it'll be something of uh, some pirate, pirate vernacular of that, of that sort. But you guys better have There's your head scallywag. on. It could be. I like that. <laughs> I mean, we could... I need to workshop it a little bit, dude. but scallywags could work. Uh, just you know, don't want to offend anybody. You know, you know this cancel culture out there. <laughs> you guys wow. better have your head on a swivel when you come in and you fucking press play to find your inner pirate because this is this is a baseball themed podcast. But you know, me and Drew, we're gonna go off the rails probably at some point, and we're just gonna talk about whatever. I mean, we cannot. We just can't wait for this. I mean, we've been planning it for a while. It's this a, league is going to be Monday. amazing. We got opening Let day in a couple this, days. It's going to be up? a good time. But also, we got a our own fantasy league, which is mainly what this podcast is also going to be talking about the other half. It's Pirates mm-hmm. Minor League Baseball. We're going to be trying to reach out, get some guys to come on. Or find out, you know, who's coming up. They're about to have a great farm system. There's no way you don't have a good farm system when you have, you know, a top five pick all the time. You <laughs> like they're about you to trade. Listen. You just trade all your good players and then just do the whole process over again. So there's not, there's. So I tell you what, there's not a better organization to be doing this for than the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> I mean, they're character builders, and their character never gets better, but they're always building on it, and that's what the, they're just a building organization, you know. That's brick exactly by brick, what they are. They love they love the grind so much that they don't even want the spoils. They just want to grind. 
<laughs> exactly. They're always, you know, they're always two years away. Like, it's never really their moment. I mean, I know they made the – when they had McCutcheon in that MVP season, when they went on that run there for a while, they were a lot of fun and just raising yeah, and the Jolly Rogers. The, they, have a, they have apologized to the fans for that. They know that Pittsburgh does not want to see that kind of baseball. They want to see a work in progress. Exactly. I mean, Pittsburgh, it's the steel city. It's a working class town. I mean, I tell you what, I mean, if, if you're a Pirates They don't want to see good there, baseball. They want to see baseball in progress is what they say. That's yeah. why they apologize for the Andrew McCutcheon years, you know, the having they got rid of Barry Bonds real fast. They, people, they don't like a lot of flash in Pittsburgh when it comes to the baseball. They just <laughs> yeah, they washed their hands of Barry Bonds real quick, didn't they? <laughs> Too good, <laughs> too big. Wanted too much money, you know. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm just excited. Like me and you both, Drew, grew up playing baseball, and like I don't know how much you've been following baseball lately, but I feel oh, like I've been on top of it. I can tell you the spring training standings right now. They're oh, ready to go. You got that fired up. You got the Washington Nationals are ten and nine. They're not in first, but you know. There's they could win this next game, so think about that. Uh the Houston Astros are six and fourteen, probably not so hot for them. The Cleveland the whatever they're gonna be called now, ten and seventeen. Kansas City sixteen and eight, which means absolutely nothing towards the regular season. They're probably barely gonna beat the uh Tigers in their own division. And Miami, yeah. a smooth fourteen and five. Still Yay! probably at best third place in the NL East. Derek Jeter has got those boys on the come up. I mean, I was did you Drew, did you hear about when Jeter took over? He like it got leaked out that like his whole like his name of his operation and his strategy when he came into Miami and took over, it was called Project Wolverine. And people kind of gave him crap and made fun of him for a while cuz like, you know, of course nobody really goes to the Marlins games and they sucked ass and whatnot. Jeter got in there, ruffled a few feathers. But I tell you what, Drew, the the Marlins may not be very good again this year, but I think Project <laughs> has kind of They may not be very good that. again this year. Yeah. Yeah, who is that? Yeah. It sounds like I Project that Wolverine, Drew. <laughs> Don't sleep on Project be- Wolverine. Google it. <laughs> they're 14 and 5 in spring training and they're not going to be the good this year, but Is that the grapefruit? Are they Grapefruit League champs? I think they're a Grapefruit League team. I'm pretty sure. No. Yeah, they are Grapefruit. Not Cactus. Nice. I was kind of surprised. I saw the Rangers spring training record. They were like 14 and 10. Usually the Rangers are just my whole life. They're pretty, they've been a pretty bad team outside of a couple years. But especially in spring training, they always suck ass. So, like, I'm not getting my hopes up or anything. I know they're going to – I'm going to talk about the Rangers here in a little bit. But, you know, good spring training, I guess. I guess some young guys are are performing well, but I don't know, man. I'm not real excited about the Rangers. Should we we just go there, Drew? Should we just sound off on our teams a little bit, give give a little season outlook for your Nationals? You want to go ahead and, and give us something? They still have parts of what was a World Series team. Uh, for some reason, we've decided to bring back Ryan Zimmerman, which is – I love the man, but I don't think he's going to be all that – I don't know, a year off probably helped, but he's still got plantar fasciitis, so. Oof. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, never it's, a good it's, injury. And so it's always going to flare up. It's going to flare up during the season, I'm sure. We signed him again. I don't know. I think it's time to cut it loose. I would have cut it loose after the World Series, but instead he decided to play. Then they had the COVID year. Then he cut it after that. He probably should have just called it a career. Just left with that. He got a little extra money anyways. But yeah, once so is Zimmerman... amazing. Oh yeah, was Zimmerman the the uh, guy on the Nats? I might I might be mistaking him for somebody else. Oh no no no! I'm thinking of what was that? It was those brothers in the league. Any anyways, I can't think of their name right now. But like I think like a year or two ago, um, they like what they like kicked his kid out of the clubhouse and he like threw a big hissy fit about it. You know who I'm talking that about? That was Adam Roach. Yeah, that was Adam Roach. But that was in that was in Chicago with White Sox. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. That was a, in that for a while. That was a preposterous story a couple years ago. The Adam Roach deal, where he just—I mean, I kind of get it. Like there, I guess somebody in the clubhouse. Well, the kid had sticky fingers, and he was touching everything. The kid had sticky fingers. He was touching everything. It was annoying, and that's exactly <laughs> what you don't need in the ball club. Keep you having those sticky fingers. I mean, come on. You got to be – if you're going to use pine tar or whatever, just be, just be careful about it. Let's be a little discreet, you know. <laughs> but Juan Soto is going to be amazing. And then Max Scherzer is going to do his thing. We've got a pretty good rotation. They make the postseason. You can't tell me that, that every single pitcher in the rotation has a chance of shutting you down. Maybe not yeah. no runs, but – under three. That's what I love about this Nationals team. I mean, they play in a tough division. It's going to be tough to, you know, overtake the Mets and the uh, the Braves. But, I mean, at the yeah. same time, dude, like you said. That, yeah, the Mets that, are overrated. That, They're not – the Grom's overrated. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into some predictions here in a little bit. Um, I, 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 I tend ahead. to agree with you a little bit with the Mets. Tell me about the Just, tell me about the uh, Rangers uh, starting rotation. How are they? Gonna I mean, should I just go off on the Rangers right now? There's just dude, me, there's tell, just nothing to tell, be excited about. Kyle Gibson is our opening day starter. What? <laughs> Kyle Gibson no, what? with like a career four point seven eight ERA or some bullshit. We're we're throwing Isn't him a career out number on the four guys. We're throwing him out on the bump guy. opening day. This is the first. This is gonna be the first game at at the new park with with fans in the stadium. Which, by the way, I, I believe the Rangers are one of like the only teams that are gonna have full capacity opening day. So that's like when I was kind of researching the Rangers and whatnot uh, before this yeah. podcast. That was like one of the few things I could actually get excited about. Is like at least like if I if I can go, go catch day? a game, I can. What'd you say? Are you going to go to opening day? Nah. I mean, maybe if I would have budgeted it. Op- going to opening day is, is phenomenal, Drew. I don't know if you've been to a game opening day. I went – I've been to the probably one of my. Yeah, I mean, that's probably better. But I'll, if you're not going to go to a World then, Series my game – won. <laughs> then the <laughs> Kurt <laughs> – just for the no, listeners go, go out there, to... let's just talk about Kurt Suzuki real quick. I mean, that's your guy. No, we don't need to talk about him. 
We don't need to talk about him. We, we, it's I mean, fine. I'm, Let's just go on, talk about I'm how sure Hawaiian Punch, the Rangers are. I'm sure Hawaiian Punch will come up again, but uh, that's Drew's guy. But anyways, dude, like going to an opening day game, I went in 2011. This is actually the year the Rangers lost to the Cardinals. They just had lost the previous year to the Giants in the World Series, and they were just everyone was just stoked. Like everybody knew that was going to be a great team. That was probably the best. That 2011 team was definitely the best Rangers team they've had in their franchise history. And I got to go to opening day that year. They played that Red Sox team that just got Carl Crawford and like a bunch of other guys that, and they were just the most hyped team I think of all time, that Red Sox team. And it was John Lester on the Hill versus I believe CJ Wilson and the Rangers just yeah. kicked the shit out of them that day. And like the red, that was that fried chicken and beer Red Sox team. That Red Sox team was never the same after fried the Rangers came out and beer. just swept their ass. <laughs> fried chicken and beer, old son. What just is John that? Lester. <laughs> hey, and John Lester and Josh Beckett just throwing back beers and eating fried chicken on their days off. I mean, what a team. What a fun ride that would have been on to be on that team. <laughs> That, oh, but anyways, I, dude, there's nothing better. Yeah, anyways, this Rangers team, I mean, Joey Gallo's fun. He hits bombs. He, he won a gold glove in right field last year. I mean, but it's been a couple years now. He's had some injuries. It, it took him a little bit to get adjusted to the new ballpark. I know he was kind of complaining about it because it is more of a – It's it's really weird. The Rangers went from having – outside of Coors Field, probably the best hitters park. And now it's just a, it's a straight pitchers park, which I kind of like um, just as a change up. And it's, it's different, but Joey Gallo, he was complaining about it last year. I don't know if they're ever going to move the fences in for him. Cause that's like, you know, that's that. And Maybe he needs a weight room. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not saying go on, on roids or anything, but if Joey Gallo could hit, like, 50 bombs this year, I, I mean, that would be pretty fun for me because I don't have any expectations for this team outside of him. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too mad, Drew, if, uh, if Gallo just came out and had a monster year and we just traded him at, at the trade deadline. And just the Rangers, dude, they just – they've never been committed to a full rebuild. And it sucks. They finally traded – Probably one of my favorite Rangers of all time outside of, like, Michael Young. They traded Elvis Andrews this past off season to the A's. And, like, he was just one of my favorite guys. I know he kind of sucked last couple years, but he's just so much fun to watch. Just the joy and charisma that dude plays with. I'll never forget the moments between him and Beltre, just always joking with, with each other, pulling pranks. I mean, it's going to suck not watching him. So, we got Kyle Gibson on the bump. I mean, maybe – Maybe opening day he can come out and, like, prove me wrong. But, like, if that's our opening day starter, I mean, what else is there to get excited about? This bullpen fucking blows. Like, every year this bullpen fucking blows. Our fucking – it just came out, Drew, fucking Jose LeClerc, our projected closer. He's going to have to have Tommy John. And so that literally just dropped today. And so he's out for the year. (laughs) Fucking one of our best. One of our best relievers, young this young guy that comes in and just hurls gas, Jonathan Hernandez, he blew out an elbow. Yeah. I don't think it's as serious, but he's going to be out at least a couple months. I mean, this bullpen's going to suck ass. Your, you, who is running I mean, the, the med department there? Good Lord. 
I mean, who knows, dude? This fucking ownership group that runs the Rangers is so cheap. They probably just fucking get whoever is cheapest. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's fucking if somebody has the numbers to fucking back that up. I guarantee you, we're we're paying the fucking lowest of the low out of anybody in baseball for that kind of shit. I mean, the rain. I don't know, dude. I mean, this is a fucking Dallas area team. It's a big market, and they fucking. They run it almost as small market as the fucking pirates do, and it's fucking embarrassing. I just, well, I don't even know. The Rangers, this, I mean, they do have the number two pick in this draft behind the pirates. Pirates are going to have the number one pick, so, I mean, I'll be looking forward to that. we got some good prospects coming up, I think, but they're still like a year or two away, so I don't know, bro. I think, I I think, mean, I think Jeb Bush needs to uh, – reinvest in the Rangers. That way they get good again. I think that's the only solution to this problem here. Uh, whenever Bush. the Bushes were some, when they when they were involved, the Rangers are doing all right, you know, making nothing <laughs> coming. They're at least getting better. And then the fucking, now they're out of the picture. The dude, I can't stand these Rangers fans though, that are like, act like Nolan Ryan was like the Lord and savior for that, for this franchise, because the, he just lucked out the, like the couple years he was part of the ownership group is when that team started to become good. And when he left, everybody acted like he was like, he was like the brainchild for, for putting that team together, which he didn't have anything to do with. I mean, but I still love Nolan Ryan. I wouldn't mind if, if one of the Bushes got back involved and just bought the team and just did it right. Cause these current owners just suck. I don't know how you own a team and you just run it so cheap. Especially in baseball, there's no salary cap. Let's put a fucking competitive team on the field. What are we doing? Listen, Jay, do you think that Joey Gallo is going to win the MVP? No. But I do Uh, think he's got a decent shot of, like, putting up some crazy numbers this year. I just – he's, like, the one player on this team I can get excited about just because I know he strikes out a lot, but – I think he's super athletic, and I think he can make adjustments, and I think he can put the ball in play uh, a little bit better than he's shown. He's still he's still just reaching his prime, so I don't know, dude. The Rangers' uh, projected win total, Drew, you know what it is? Who? What? Tell me. 67 wins. That's not I mean, enough to be over 50%, is it? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, bro. So this team's going to be scratching and clawing for 70 wins, and I'll probably be right there with them watching every pitch of the – every fucking step of the way, every pitch. You know me. I'm a fucking diehard fan, but I don't know, dude. I think they'll go, I think they'll win more than 67, but, like, dude, I'd honestly rather them just lose and How commit many more to a rebuild. What do you say? How many more than 67? One uh, or two? I think there's the thing about it is I'm actually glad. Okay. So Rubenet Odor was like, there was rumors that this fuck face was going to be our third baseman all of a sudden, because one of the other players I like on this team, Nick Solak is kind of taking over that second base job. And he reminds me a little bit of Michael Young back in the day. But anyways, Odor just probably one of the, probably the single worst position player in all of baseball the last like five years just fucking terrible they're like he's got a terrible long contract this is another thing about the ownership any like the yankees red sox dodgers 
if they have a guy that's underperforming in a big contract, what do they do? They just cut bait with them and they just eat the salary. But no, the Rangers are so cheap. They've been trying to make it work with this kid for five plus years. And now they're like, oh, we'll move him over to third base and he can be our third baseman now. And well, yeah. no, that's just not going to work. When you move to third no, base, no, I mean. Third base is easier. No, dude. Just like, put him you, behind the plate. <laughs> I mean, bullpen catcher, fuck. That's about all this dude's qualified <laughs> for. He's just the worst fucking player. He's got the worst name. He's probably the ugliest player in the game. I can't stand his fucking <laughs> bald hair, his stupid-ass fucking – his stupid ass fucking facial hair. He's a he's five seven. He swings at everything. Never takes a walk. I mean, just unprofessional. I'm sick. Me, I can speak for all Rangers Nation. This dude is just the worst, and nobody wants to see him play anymore. The only reason he's gotten so much playing time is because the fucking because of that Jose Bautista punch. I mean, that kind of bought him a couple you, years, you, honestly. So do you think that's the only reason he's still on the roster? Do you still support him punching Jose Bautista? No, I didn't even think it was that cool when it happened. I mean, I thought it was cool for like a day, and then people would like try to make it like he's a legend all of a sudden. Dude fucking blows with this fucking Dude, negative you were award. talking about last week. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember we were talking about it. <laughs> He's just the worst, dude. So, like... All spring training, the storyline was like, is he going to be a third baseman? And it was like, dude, if you're going to move to third base, like, you got to pick up your bat, too, because a third baseman, you're expected to put up good fucking offensive numbers. It just doesn't make any sense. And I was about to lose my mind if if they were going to pencil him in every day at third base, but it just just broke today. He's not making the roster. Um, He's out. He's out of the Rangers organization, I think. I think they're going to try and trade him for, like, a sack of potatoes or whatever. I mean, just get get this guy off the team, then maybe the Rangers can move forward and, like, try and have a decent future in a couple of years. Just, I'm just glad they're cutting bait with that guy. He's just the worst. He's the worst position player in all of baseball. There's oh. no doubt. Okay. But anyway. I mean, there's only Ian Desmond. Hey, Ian Desmond had a nice year for the Rangers. He went from your nap to the Rangers for a year, and then I think he went to the Rockies. I think he's probably out of the league by now. I don't know. He's terrible. He's always been awful. <laughs> but, yeah, bro, I just had to sound off on the Rangers real quick. Set that. Right, set the well, expectations let's, let's for the year. Let's you move want on real quick. Let's move on to the predictions. You want you want to go ahead and give us AL NL MVP, MVP prediction, Drew? Um, let's hear it. My AL prediction for MVP is I think this is Mike Trout's year. He's going to have a normal Mike Trout year, which is going to be amazing. But yep. this year, the I think the Angels actually make the playoffs and they go ahead and give him the nod again to let him have another one, even though he should probably have. I, don't know, I agree. Five. I agree. I'm taking him for AL MVP also. I mean, pretty much the same thought process. He's one of the best players to ever play. I mean, as long as he doesn't get hurt and he gets to that bat, he's probably going to win MVP. So, I'm with you there. What do you got for NL? For NL MVP, hmm, I've been thinking on this one for a while. 
don't think Soto's going to do it. Even though he should this year, this should be his year. I think something's going to happen. He's going to be sidelined for, I don't know, maybe a month, month and a half, just mm. because that's just the, seems like the way things are. Um, just the gut feel. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say Betts does it. Mookie Betts. Well, I can see it. He had a great year last year at the Dodgers. I mean, yeah, I, I think, think, he, I think he's going to go through and win. I think he's going to stay healthy. They're very, they're going to be a very good team. They're going to be leading most of, most of the year in the standings. I think they're going to run away with the NL yeah. West again. They have such a great rotation, and I think he's just going to be he's going to have protection on the lineup. So he's going to be able to tee off all year. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is he's going to have such good protection? I think he bat. Does he bat lead off for them? I think he might. He's either one or I two. I do He's going to put up crazy numbers, probably get a lot of uh, runs. and Yeah, I, that's a good safe pick. I like that pick. I don't know what the odds are on that, but maybe sprinkle a little bit on that. I, um, I think that there's a good chance that he's probably – what's going to carry it over whoever he's facing is those stolen bases. I think he's going to steal a lot this year. I think catchers, yeah. are, catchers aren't going to be throwing down nearly as much or it's going to be not throwing down for a really – Let's bring back the base, stolen base. Let's let's it, bring back the stolen base in baseball. Nobody runs anymore. Come on, Mookie Betts. Nobody um, runs since like the 2015, 2015 Royals. Nobody runs anymore. Yeah, that team was a lot of fun, man. I know your brother Matt loved that team. They were a lot of fun. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Just real quick, going back to AL. I'm not gonna take this guy. Just because he's kind of a weird player because he plays, he hits and pitches, dude. But you know who's gonna? I think's gonna have just a crazy year is Shohei Otani. I think this dude. I think he had a spring training game the other day where he pitched like three innings, struck out like six or seven, and and hit a leadoff bomb. I mean, that's my kind of ball player. It'd be awesome if there was more players like this guy that could go both ways and they're just great. I think I, I think what his problem is is he's gonna be he's gonna be he can't he's not gonna be able to stay deep in games. I would always yeah. try to give him I wouldn't let him go more than five most days, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, like if him and your boy Rendon and Trout can all like put it together, this that Angels team is gonna be scary. But like the same thing at the same time, dude, like that Angels team can never pitch right. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, for yeah. my NL, for my NL pick, I mean, Drew, you said it. I'm taking your boy. You know, I've been a long time believer in your boy Juan Soto. You think he might get injured a little bit, but if he doesn't, dude, there's honestly from the left, from the left hand side of the box, I don't think there's a better left handed hitter in the game. I think if they can find, I don't know who they really have protecting him, dude, but honestly, it doesn't matter because he's either gonna. I just love his approach at the plate. I always have. It's just it's such next level for his age. I think he comes in, Juan Soto just tears it up this year. And everybody knows he's already like a top five player in the league. But I think when this year is all said and done, I think we're going to look up and say, this guy is right there with Mike Trout. I mean, probably not there, but like right there at like a level below. I mean, I've just always believed in him. I think that his, his best, his best, I think he's going to be just like a Miguel Cabrera, honestly. I think he, I think there's a chance that he's going to be a great hitter for many years, and it wouldn't surprise me if he did win the Triple Crown at some point in time with his approach. 
Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just the perfect – like, I bet on the Nationals. I remember for a game or two last year. And just Juan Soto, when he's up to up to box, you just feel so comfortable knowing you got – you're betting on him. And he's just a great player. And I think he I think he fucking puts it all together. And so that's that's a little MVP talk right there. Drew, let's go ahead. Little Cy Young predictions real quick. AL, I'm gonna take my boy uh Tyler Glasnow from the Rays to win the Cy Young. I know uh big controversy last year in the World Series with fucking What's his face? Their coach. I can't think of his name right now. Fucking pulled him early in that World Series game. It was just a shit show, and the Dodgers ended up coming back and winning. But I think he's gonna be on a fucking revenge tour after that, and he's gonna be motivated as long as he pitches enough innings. I think he's gonna put up wild numbers. Okay. Who's in? Who's in your? You like that one? You like that? I don't have anything wrong with it. I just I love his stuff. He's just so filthy. And the Rays, I think, probably top to bottom, just develop pitchers better than almost anybody. Maybe the Dodgers. And I think I think their advanced analytics. I mean, they always kind of have an edge. And I think Glass now is going to break out and build off what he did last year. NL, I'm gonna take uh, Coach Schwartz will like this one. And I hate to like give the Cardinals any props or anything. I hate that team. They're probably one of my least favorite organizations in all sports. Just the Cardinals devil magic. Fuck those guys. But, I mean, I'm going to tell it like it is. Uh, I think Jack Flaherty is going to win the, the NL Cy Young. Okay. So, that's I what I got. What do you got? What do you got? I got, in the AL, I got Garrett Gold just doing his thing. He's a train. As long as he stays healthy, which I think he will, He'll be the one shining, one thing that might that's going to help the Yankees somehow win the uh, yeah. AL East there, and so I think he should win the Cy Young just as long as he stays healthy because he's probably has I think the best he's going to be beating stuff. out. There's going to be somebody hot on his hot on his heels who's going to have a breakout, even a more breakout year. I'm not going to say who it is because I'm going to probably oh, yeah? pick him up in fantasy. Oh. For Can I get a hint my, of like what division? He is in the central, I believe. Okay. Okay. I think I think I got a couple people you might be thinking about. It's good pitchers in that division. What do you got for the NL? I've got Mad Max coming and having just a great year. He's Your gonna boy. He's going to do his thing. He's going to have. He's gonna have twenty two wins probably. That lineup's gonna help a little bit. They've got some new people that I think are gonna maybe get hot a little bit early, get some of those early wins in. I think this team's gonna kinda of struggle kinda of struggle going into the all star game all star game, but whenever they yeah. win, he's gonna pick up even he's gonna, but they're gonna win on him going up to that and then he's gonna catch fire come Mid August and roll it all through. He's just a big time. Take it, dude. I think he's he's a big time performer. He is, and he just—he's going to have over 200k no matter what. It's happening this year. It always happens. He's going to do it. Hell yeah, dude! I could see it. You know, I love Mad Max. I usually have him on my fantasy team. At least a couple years I did, and so you know I'll be trying to pick him up. I mean, if he's there, 
I love that guy. Oh, yeah. Just he's he's just awesome. He's just such a gamer. So I love that pick, Drew. Let's do uh, let's do some just some division winners real quick. NL East. I think this could be one of the best divisions, just most competitive. I got the Braves edging edging out the Mets and that in that division. What do you got in there? I got the Atlanta Braves with about ninety five, ninety six wins. I got the Mets. 89 wins, and I got the Nets sitting at a cool 90-91 wins. Hell yeah. That's going to be a good one to follow, no doubt about it. NLE is just great run ball clubs. I mean, even the Marlins, like I said, I think the Marlins could be frisky. I really do. I think Jeter's got those guys in a competitive mindset, and I think they're going to come out. Maybe they start spending a little money. I mean, who knows? Maybe people start coming to the games. I don't know. But I like that. Let's hop on over to the AL East. I think the Yankees are just clear-cut uh, favorites here. I think the Blue Jays will be good, but I think I think I rolled the Yankees there. What do you got? I got the Yanks mainly because Snow's going out of Tampa. They've got a lot of pieces there. Well, not a lot, but some pieces there. I think. Yeah. I think it's going to be a fight between Toronto because I think I think adding uh, who they add in the offseason is really going to make a difference. But I honestly don't know yeah, what Boston and Toronto are. Yeah, Springer, especially. But I don't know what Boston and Toronto are. I could see Toronto coming in third. I could see them, you know, winning 90 games, maybe closer to about 88 games. Yeah. Did the and Red Sox bring back Alex Cora? Yes, they did. So they're going to be wow. cheating, and that's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. That's going to – I mean, this, the, the, both East divisions are going to be a lot of fun to follow. Um, I, th- I think the Red Sox could be sneaky good. I mean, nobody's really talking about them, and that's usually I don't know. I don't Sox. know what they are, though. Nobody knows what the Boston Red Sox are. Are they yeah. good? Do they have good players? Who's good anymore? Or do they have any chemistry to go along with that? Nobody knows right. what Boston is. They could be a dangerous team. They could be – they could – be close to one of the worst teams in baseball. You never know. But they're yeah, going to win some I mean, games. They could, they're going to win some games, especially in Boston. Yeah. I mean, going into Fenway is never easy. Good stuff there, Drew. NL Central, another really competitive division. Our Pirates are in there. I mean, I know the Pirates. I think I saw the odds, Drew. Our Pirates are like 100 to 1 odds to win this division. I mean, as much as we love the Pirates. I just don't think they're going to have What are the shot. odds? I'd really like to know the odds for them to win 62 games. It has to be a pretty good – you've you got to be able to get a good, pretty good line on just that. Just to clear 62 <laughs> wins. Can they do it? Can they win, like, one out of every three games? <laughs> Can they avoid getting swept every every series? Can they avoid, like, a, like an eight-game – like, a like 15, eight-game losing streak? <laughs> Could you imagine though if the Pirates just kind of came out of nowhere this year? It just fucking just went nuts. I mean, I don't know. I don't see it. I honestly, I don't even. We're Pirates minor league podcast here. I honestly couldn't probably even name you five guys on their active roster right now. That's, <laughs> that's how that's how much shambles this team is in. So, but we're gonna have the, we're gonna have you guys covered for the future of the Pirates. I mean, like I said, they're always two years away. And so that's perfect for us here, what we're doing. But, yeah, NL Central, Drew, I'm going to take 
uh, Jim Schwartz's Cardinals. I mean, they just they just made too many moves. They're going for it. I mean, they just got too good of a roster. I think. I think I like Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's mm. going to get get a little hot. I don't know why. I just think they got some good chemistry. I think yeah. the Cardinals are going to come in second place, and I think they may come in third, depending on how well the Reds play. If they can play, get kind of what they had going last year, I know they're carried by Bauer, but I think that they might be a decent team. The Chicago Cubs are going to be awful, I'm pretty sure. I don't <laughs> think they're going to be very good at all. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to follow the Cubs just because, you know, they still, they're kind of like your Nationals. They have a lot of pieces from their championship team, but it's like at the same time, it's like, their their better days are probably behind them, and they probably need a little bit of a of a rebuild. But I like that brew. I like that brew crew pick, man. I love that brew crew team. Christian Yelich is one of my favorite players in the league. If if you guys haven't seen uh, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is the Mike Stud podcast on YouTube. Just he had, he did an interview of Christian Yelich about a week ago. It was good good stuff. A great dude. I'll be rooting for the brew crew in that division because I do not like the Cardinals, but We'll see how it plays out. All right, AL Central, Drew. Who you got in the AL Central? I got the Twins still. I think they're going to beat beat the Chicago, even though the Chicago's up and coming. I think the Twins yeah. still own this division, honestly. I think Cleveland's going to be coming third, but they're going to be worse than you expect. I, I think this is going to be one of the not-so-hot divisions in the old baseball. I think it might be one of the worst divisions in the old baseball, even though – a lot of people are picking more, you know, three teams to finish above 500. I don't think this division is going to be so hot. I think, I think they yeah. can win this division with 86, not probably not 86, but probably 89 wins, 88 wins, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the I got the Twinkies too, man. I, I I've always kind of had a soft spot. I don't know why, but I've always kind of just liked the Twins. Even you know they're they've been good for a while now, and I just. They they're always good in the regular season, and then just I feel like they play the Yankees every year first round. So I don't have too high expectations for them come playoff time, but I think they'll be there at the end of the day. The White Sox are one of the most interesting teams in the league. Just such great talent, but uh, their their young stud Eloy Jimenez just went down with a I think like a shoulder injury, so he's going to be sidelined for a while. And I think the Twins will come out and they'll establish a lead. Early on in that division, they'll run away with it eventually. So I like that call. NL West Drew probably features two of the two of the uh, the best. I would say two of the top five teams in the league right now going into the year with the Dodgers and Padres. I think that. Oh, be really? Probably... I always thought you were going to say the 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 car uh, the Arizona and San Francisco. But okay, all right, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> no, let's hear your picks. <laughs> Maybe for the bottom of the division. I don't know. What are the Giants doing lately, dude? What like what what are they I don't know, I talk crap about the Rangers, but like what the Giants are a big market, successful organization. What have they been doing? I mean, they they're terrible. Um, I believe this year The wheels fell off going Drew. last year they put down the horse that Madison Bumgardner rode around during the World Series or whatever when they were celebrating. And I'm pretty sure this year they're going to put Madison Bumgarner down as well. Uh, they're going to share a great block, though. 
<laughs> but other than that, uh, Buster Posey is somehow still playing baseball. He's I, still I on the how. team? I, I think he might be. He was playing baseball last I saw. Uh, okay. So there's a good I mean, the Giants are just – I just don't understand. I don't know who's on the Giants. Is Denard Stan yeah. still playing for the Giants? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they still have Joe Panic, just one of my favorite names in the league. So I mean, at least they got that going yeah. for them, and they have that awesome ballpark. I've been I've been to that ballpark before. It's probably one of my favorites I've been to. I mean, they should be more relevant than they are. They're just terrible. Anyways, I got the Dodgers barely edging out the Padres in that division. Same. Um, I, think the I mean, Padres the Dodgers are just so I, loaded. I think that. I think San Diego's going to have a tough time stringing, putting win streaks together. I think they're going to win a lot of games, but I think they're going to have a struggle putting more than about a three, four win, win streak together kind of thing. I think they'll have, but that's, I think that's going to be their main issue. But yeah, uh, I got the Dodgers. I mean, I think they could, they could, it's possible they win 110 games, but I don't think they will. I think they'll be about two or three shy of that, honestly. But yeah. Um, I see. I see San Diego winning around ninety-seven, ninety-five. Yeah, I mean that's just going to be a great race. Um, should be should be everything everybody expects. I mean, just two great, just the roster talent might be the two best rosters. It's just pure talent in the league, honestly. And I just, you know, I believe in the Padres. I really do because. Their general manager, A.J. Preller, came over from the Rangers. I think this this Preller dude honestly had a lot to do with those uh, World Series teams the Rangers had. And, like, he left a couple years after, and the Rangers really haven't been the same since. And you see what he's done. It took him a little bit to get the Padres up and going and build that farm system. But, man, you look at that team now, they're just so loaded. And their minor league system is still pretty good. Even though a lot of those guys have graduated in the MLB level, they just replenish. And I think those are two of the most well-run organizations in baseball. The oh, Dodgers, man. Yeah, the oh, Dodgers. I'm glad. I'm glad Kershaw could kind of bury those ghosts, those postseason ghosts last year, and they could because the Dodgers, man. I mean, they've been the best team in baseball for like over a. Like this whole deck, this past decade, I feel like. So I'm glad that they finally got a ring to show for it. That's gonna I be wish a great race. Have, I think it would have been funnier. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, AL West drew last one for the division. I got, you know me, you know I'm a money ball guy. You know I got. I mean, a lot of people want to say, oh, don't count out the Astros just yet. I mean, it's still a good team. And this Angels team, we've been talking about them. They're loaded, but I don't think they can pitch. And I think you get out to O.co, Coliseum, banging those drums, and it's going to be tough to put up points against this pitching staff. I know they've lost some some relievers and whatnot. Marcus Simeon moved on to Toronto. But, like, dude, the fucking – it's the A's. It's Billy Billy Bean. It's Moneyball. They're going to draw walks. You know they're going to draw walks. And they're just going to fucking do whatever it takes to grind out fucking 93. It's going to be a tough division. But they're going to gr- find a way to grind out 93 wins, and they're going to prevail in AL West. I completely agree. I have the A's somehow yes. for no reason winning the AL West and winning it 
pretty not handily, but they it'll probably be a race till the end with them the, with the Angels and the A's. I have the A's with 95, 96 wins. I have the Angels with 89-90 picking up the third, no, the first, uh, what I'm going to call the first wild card spot. You got them in the wild and card. I have, and I have Houston in third place, but I only see them winning about 84. I don't think they even have more. I think I bet they're going to be 80 and 82, honestly. I would I love that. I would love for those Astros. I would love for those no Astros. No pitching, man. and they're losing their their batting lineup. Alex Bregman is a beast, so, and Altuve is amazing. But I think they're missing too many pieces. I think this is the and I wouldn't surprise me if somebody got injured on that team. There's up some veterans there, but their older veterans that used to be good are gone now. And I think yeah. that I think that this is going to be the first year they miss the playoffs because even I think the main reason they won't, made it last year is because they still had some of their pitching, and it was a shortened season, so nobody got injured. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, dude, and like. Losing George Springer is a big deal for that team. He's a table setter, top of the lineup guy, great defender in the outfield. I mean, I, George Springer, I hate the Astros, not even for the cheating thing, but just like the Houston, Dallas thing, rivalry. Like, I've always hated those guys. They come in, cheat their way to a World Series, and act like they're all this. And fucking, but George Springer was like probably my favorite player on that team, and like, now that he's gone, I just hate them even more, and I just, I hope they suck ass. I, those Astro fans just need to suffer through a fucking mediocre eighty win. So I hope hopefully the baseball gods will come through on that. Fuck them. <laughs> but anyways, Drew, wild card real quick. I got a uh, I got the Padres coming in, winning that wild card game, getting in the playoffs. NL and the AL, I got the Angels. Uh, I think the Angels will play the White Sox, and they'll they'll even though the Angels, I mean, they don't have pitching really. I think they'll find a way to beat the White Sox and get in there, but I don't know. I'm not too confident in that. AL, I got Angels, Sox. I think Lucas Giolito goes out there and he deals. I think that they mm. uh, end up having to start him. I think he deals. I think he does all right. He holds. Mike Trout's. I think is still going to homer. Uh, but I think that he's going to be able to hold uh, the Angels back pretty well. Uh, I wonder who the Angels are going to start in that wild card game because that's going to be a big difference whether if all yeah. uh, Ohani's pitching well and if he does pitch well, yeah, they can can they can he bat if he's pitching? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean you can give up the DH and he can do that. I just don't know. If, that's just a lot to ask for a guy to do. But I don't. I would love to see them try and do that. Um, so that's good stuff. So you got think, the White Sox and Angels in the wild card game, also. Yeah, and I think the uh, I think that the Sox are going to win it, though. That'll be interesting if that comes to fruition. Um, world Series prediction, Drew. I'm going to take the Yankees over the Padres in five games. I think the Padres. There's just something about they just they just remind me of kind of like. You see these young and upcoming teams, and uh, I know they were really good last year, but I think I think people are still kind of discounting them. And I think when you have a young, hungry team like that, they usually come up and they make that jump like a year or two before everybody expects them to. And so that, they're kind of my team to do that this year. I think they find a way. They got a loaded pitching staff. 
with Clevenger, Darvish, just all those guys, great bullpen. Tatis is just the man. I think they find a way to win the, the NL pennant, but I think the Yankees, this is finally the year. They're kind of like the Dodgers of late. They've been so good lately. I think they put it all together and they stay healthy. And I hate to say it, I mean, I'm not really a big Yankees fan, but I know our buddy Kyle will like this prediction. I got the Yankees winning the World Series this year. What you got, buddy? I've got... Hmm, let's see. I've got... I'll tell you exactly what happened. Let's hear it. The New York Yankees are going to win the World Series. Oh but shit! Not- you're telling you're telling me both of us are going to pick the Yankees. <laughs> People are going to hate us. They're going to lose the Atlanta Braves, though. Oh, I you believe got the Braves that beating them. I think what's going to happen is it'll be Padres over Nationals on the wild card. You're going to have Dodgers Padres. The Dodgers are going to win that matchup because I think they have better pitching. Atlanta's going to beat St. Louis. Uh, it's going to beat Milwaukee. It's going to be a yeah. close series. Atlanta's going to ride that hot streak, and they're and the Dodgers are going to choke again somehow. And then the mm. nobody can win the World Series out of the NL East unless it's the Nats. So my prediction is I got the Yankees over the Atlanta Braves. Oh, you got the Yan- Who you got? The Yankees or the Braves? I got the Atlanta, uh, New York Yankees being the Atlanta Braves. All right, all right. Oh man, that should be that should be funny if if the Yankees end up doing this and we call our shots right now. I mean, that'll be I that'll think be. Garrett Cole is the biggest difference maker for the for the Yankees, honestly. Yeah, I mean they should do it. I mean they got you know they'll have some moves up their sleeves the trade deadline. They're always willing to add payroll, so. Yeah, I think that's a good safe pick. The Yankees finally their year. I mean, I, I mean, I really, I think the AL is kind of like their theirs to lose. Honestly, when you look around, I mean, I just don't even know who their biggest competitor would be. The fucking, I don't think I think all the AL West teams are like semi good, but like outside of the Rangers and Mariners, but like I don't think any of those teams are real contenders. And I think the Central like. I said it. The Twins always underperform in the in the in the playoffs, so I think it's a pretty pretty strong and confident prediction from us. We're going with the Yankees. Uh, all right, Drew. Real quick, I just want to talk a little bit about Opening Day. I mean, it's just it should be a national holiday, honestly. I mean, this Thursday, nobody should have to work on Thursday. Everybody should just be off from school, whatever you're doing, and just sit back. And watch some games. I just want to talk about some great pitching matchups we got. I mean, you start the day off, Blue Jays, Yankees, Hinjin Ryu, just lefty, having a dominant season last year going up against Garrett Cole. What a what a fucking pitching matchup that is, huh? I mean, get your day started right there. Um I mean you got, any, you got anything? I think Cole's going to dominate his opener. I think the Grom's going to come out and he's going to have problems coming out against that Nats lineup, and I think Scherzer's going to cut through it, that mm. uh, pathetic thing the Mets call a lineup. I mean, 
That's probably the best matchup of the day, DeGrom versus Scherzer. I think that he's going to have the best performance is definitely going to be Kyle Hendricks. I think that he has a chance to sneak in there and have a real run at the NL Cy Young again this year. He's a great he's a great pitcher. I think he's going to do it. I don't know why the Dodgers are starting Kershaw in uh, Colorado. He's going to give up some bombs, I guarantee Oh, it. yeah. That's in, that's in cores, huh? The Rockies are going to be pretty shitty this year, though. Allegedly, they're uh, looking to trade Trevor Story, which if they are, like, that, he's a Texas kid. Like, the Rangers need to fucking make a move and get that guy. So I don't know if we have the prospects to get him, but we need a shortstop. I don't even – who. I, honestly, Drew, I don't even know who our fucking starting shortstop is. That's how bad this roster is. I think it's – I think they're trying out this fucking kid – Anderson Tejada potentially. I mean, he's he has been a minor leaguer for a while. He's got potential, but like, dude, the, the Rangers need to fucking make a move for that guy. The Rockies are gonna be shitty, probably shittier than the Rangers. I mean, you need to fucking make a move for him. So, anyways, I think one of the most underrated pitching matchups Thursday. We got we got my Miami Marlins. Drew, you know, this is kind of my team now in NL. I think. The fucking Miami Marlins. Oh, <laughs> Project Wolverine, Derek Jeter is going to be fucking in the fucking, sitting up there and probably a nice suite just watching, looking at the team he he put together. And they got a fucking pitcher. I mean, unless you're a real baseball fan, you probably don't even know who this guy is. Sandy Alcantara. He just throws fucking gas. He's filthy, and he's going up against my, uh, my AL Cy Young Award winner Tyler Glass. Now I can't wait to watch that one. You know, uh, you know, I'll be trying to draft one of those two guys in the draft later on tonight. And so, like, yeah, another good one I like, Drew. Uh, Atlanta versus Philly. Max Free, just a great lefty, one of the best young lefties. You know, I'm a fucking left-handed pitcher, and I love watching left-hand left-handers. Max Freed's going up against uh, Aaron Nola. And Aaron Nola is a guy that I could see really fucking. I mean, he's got all he's he's put up great numbers in the past, but like he's a young guy. I could see him just breaking out, going to that next level this year. So, just he's been a young just guy like every for three year. years. He's been a young guy <laughs> for three years. He's, he's one of those. Season. He's one of those guys. I mean, he's got a young face. He's he's got a young face. <laughs> what can I say? I tell you what, you're gonna be surprised about Jay. Is you're gonna see. Chris Bassett, mm. straight up deal, but he is going to get the win. Our eight deal, but he's uh, Granky's going to straight up deal. I think Granky's going to pitch pretty well as well against the uh, Ast- Astros pitcher Granky. But I think uh, I think what's going to end up happening to the A's when this when this one in the seventh. I think that when Grank- they pull Granky there. He's going to tee off. And Lucas Giolito and the White Sox are playing the Angels against Ted Bundy. Is that their starting pitcher? Oh, no. Ted Bundy? Is Bundy. Yeah, Ted Bundy. He's got a master. He's got a mustache like a serial killer. But his actual name is Dylan Bundy for, here from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I yeah, got a he's... feeling that Giolito's going to straight up uh, be dealing against the Angels. I think Trout will hummer though. I think you're, yeah. you're, you're, you look at Angels, uh, Angels White Sox. 
uh, starting off the year with the, uh, what do you call it, uh, wild card game matchup right off the bat. Oh, really? Oh, that's a good yeah. call. That's a good uh, little note right there. You know who's always a lock to fucking homer opening day, Drew? Bryce Harper. Yep. <laughs> that dude, I feel like I look up every opening day and they fucking cut away to to the fucking Nationals or Philly game and then just look up and Bryce Harper's hitting a fucking dick slap opening day. So that's, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, what is it? It's got to be close to a record because he's done it like all but like one year, right? It's been so many. I feel like it's something crazy like that. Um, I'm pretty so sure yeah. he did it in every single one and all but one of them in Nats Park. And then I, uh, I'm pretty sure he did it as a uh, Philly, his first year in Philly as well. Yeah, I mean, so. he's just a madman on opening day. I don't know what it is, but. I love Bryce Harper, dude. I, I know we don't have to get into it right now, Drew, but I know I don't know how you feel about him, you know, leaving your Nats, but gave you guys some great years, and he's just a fun player to watch, man. I know people kind of think he's, I think overrated, he's overrated, but I – Yeah, I just love the way he plays, though, just the fucking reckless abandon, that, probably the best hair in the league. So who who are our – finally, we're talking about opening day, Drew – who are our pirates starting? I was looking at the probables, dude, and like they don't even have a fucking pitcher projected. I mean, what are these guys doing? I think they're gonna draw straws if I remember correctly. I think that's what <laughs> that was told me. It's a bullpen day. They said we're just gonna draw draw straws, and whoever gets it gets it. Chad it's Cool, that's day. who we're starting. We're starting Chad Cool. Spring training, he's got a cool two and one with eight innings pitched, eleven strikeouts, and he's got a three three eight ERA. Good Last God! Week, his career stats in the uh, spring training: twenty games, a six two two ERA, and forty six innings pitched. So there's room for improvement. Can we get a fact check on that? <laughs> I know you're a spring training expert, you, but. <laughs> no, I love great that. News. Of great news. Uh he's never had an ERA below uh three. Uh he's uh let's see here. Uh, since he uh started uh he's got last year he had a three three eight, so you know. Yeah. I mean no sorry, that was his spring training. Last year he had a, a four nine one, so I mean that was okay. better than the year before though, with a ten oh six. Oh, shit. The wheels fell completely off. <laughs> but, dude, good has, stuff. He has 10 you keep going? Starts. You got more stuff? He's got 10 career starts. His last start in the MLB was in 2018. So, be looking for good things out of Chad Cool. K-U-H-L. Chad Cool. Love it. Might be a good a little, I'm getting a jersey. little sleeper I'm in this draft we got coming up, huh? <laughs> We gotta get opening day jerseys of Chad Cool. <laughs> you know we're gonna be locked in on the Pirates <laughs> opening day. Chad, if Chad Cool does end up taking the rubber, I mean we're gonna be locked in. So, dude, good stuff there. I love it. Little MLB talk, just you know, fucking little predictions there. I love it. So let's, Drew. One segment we're gonna try and do. Every every podcast, I know it's a little tougher this week since we don't really baseball hasn't really started yet. 
But uh, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a ripoff of Part in My Take. We're both Part in My Take fans of their hot seat cool throne. Um, we're going to call it Pillager of the Week. Um, it's going to be Pillager of the Week. It's just kind of like who's hot this week, just just who's making a name for themselves. And then we're also going to do, after that, uh, who's walking the plank this week. Who's just had a tough week and it just it's just terrible. and kind of shit on someone if you want. But for me, Drew... For for Pillager of the Week, cool story came out today. Pete Alonzo just doing the right thing. You know, the new craze right now, these, these NFTs, non-fungible tokens. I mean, these celebrities, athletes, they're making a shit ton of money off this stuff. And uh, he's coming. Pete Alonzo's coming out with an NFT, and he's actually going to – all the proceeds he's getting off of this, he's paying them to minor league players, and I think that's really cool because we all know – Minor league players don't get paid shit, and they didn't have any work last year due to COVID. And so I think it's just a good thing Pete Alonzo to do. Uh, great guy. I'm a, I'm a fan of his after I saw that story come out today. Who, you uh, got a pillager of the week of the for week? me? Playing third base, wearing number 13 at 24 years of age. He's Uh-oh. a rumbler. He Brian Hayes. For the Pittsburgh Pirates, currently leading spring training with a 4-2-9 batting average. Just Holy shit. The lead right now. Too bad he's oh not going to even bat his weight come regular season. <laughs> Let's hope, hopefully he can bottle all that stuff up from the fucking Grapefruit League and take it on over the regular season. <laughs> like Dude, he's hitting 429? He's hitting 429. That... Oh yeah, he's hitting 429. That's ridiculous. I mean, are you going to try and draft this guy? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's only an eight-man eight league, so, like, I don't think we'll have to uh, go too deep with the player pool and whatnot. But, like, yeah. All right, Drew, who's walking the plank this week for me? For you, sorry. Uh, you got someone? I, don't know. I think it's going to be... Noah Syndergaard. Thor, I huh? was hoping that he was going to be back for opening day, and he got Tommy John after last spring, and I think he might be done, and I think it's... Mm. He's still not back. He's a, act like he might come back this season, but who knows? If he does, it probably won't yeah. be until after the break. And I think just getting that medical update the other day was really just get out of here, bro. Yeah. I mean, it sucks That's a for tough. Him, but also, it's a tough loss. That Yeah, that's just so tough for Mets Nation. I mean, that guy, when he's right, I mean, there's not really anybody better in the league, just pure stuff, than that guy. But he just can't stay healthy. I mean, it's kind of the fucking story of the Mets. And it's kind of why I think both of us kind of think, you know, the Mets are getting a lot of hype. But at the same time, when the Mets get hype, when a New York team gets hype like that, I mean, it's usually a good idea to kind of, like, lower your expectations for them a little bit. And, like, those guys just can't stay healthy. Honestly, and so yeah, that's a big that's a big blow for the Mets. Hopefully, he can get it 
he can get it together and come back at some point. You said he's you said he's out to like All Star break. Yeah, at least from what it sounds like. Shit. Yeah, that's not good. All right, for mine, I'm gonna take you know who's walking the plank for me this week. Not a, not a um, a person. Not anybody specific. It's just going to be home runs. Home runs this year in general. I think they're going to go down. I know everybody knows about the juice baseball the past couple of years. It's been absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's fun to watch, but like, I think home runs and scoring is going to be down a little bit this year. I think apparently they deaden the baseball, and you see it with spring training scoring's been down. I think, uh, yeah, I just think. There's not gonna be it's not gonna be a fucking home run derby every game. Which let's get back to some fucking good ass pitchers duels. Let's let's give the pitchers a shot again. We don't need you pitchers like that? duels. We need I I like the miracle, but what we need are people stop swinging for the fences and start looking for hits. There's nothing more fun than having an inning where people are just lighting up a guy. I know they'll pull a pitcher, but if you just keep hitting like that all the time, eventually pitchers are just gonna have to deal with it going to start pitching for outs instead of pitching for strikeouts. And yeah. I know MLB pitchers can do it. And if you just if they just did that instead, it'd be so much better. That's probably the my favorite thing about baseball too is just the cat and mouse game between pitcher and hitter. And you see it goes. There's always trends with like how uh, like how the pitchers attack, and then the 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 hitters always make an adjustment off of that and so it's kind of like a never ending uh cycle and that's what i love about baseball the most like obviously you see like everybody cares about hitting home runs drawing walks and, and like ops style numbers but i would love for it to you know eventually go back the other way again and where you get more contact hitters in the game i know um just a lot of like baseball fans in general uh especially the younger crowd they just don't like sitting through a three-hour game, and I honestly don't blame them because there's not a lot of action anymore. It's either a strikeout or a home run or a walk, and, like, I love that. Like, you know me, I'm an analytics moneyball guy, but, like, let's get more action back into the game. Maybe, you know, hopefully we can get back to that a little bit more. I don't know. All right, Drew. A couple right, more things what, what before we get out of here. Yeah, a couple more things. Just real quick, I'm going to talk, you know, find your inner pirate. I mean, this is what we're doing, name of the podcast. I think next episode we'll talk a little bit more in depth about uh, just like specific pirate minor league guys, guys we're going to be keeping an eye out for. We might even do like a little draft live on the show, just pick like, you know, five to seven guys each and just kind of talk about them and just we can follow them throughout the year. But I just want to, you know, Give a brief little background about the Pirates minor league system, where they where they rank in, in, uh, amongst the rest of the MLB. So, uh, like I said, they got the number one pick coming up in the draft. And, like, this is a loaded draft class, and it's something I'm going to be following a lot, not just because the Pirates are number one, but the Rangers, my team, has the number two pick. So this Jack Leiter kid out of Vandy, you heard about this kid, Drew? Yeah, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to end up making no money in the MLB because he'll either be be really? in Texas or he'll be in Pittsburgh. It's one of the two. Either way, you don't make <laughs> any money until you're 30. Just not going to be set up for success there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. But, dude, this kid, he's got he had a 37% K rate last year. 
as a freshman at Vandy, just in the SEC, I mean, I think he's a fucking – I don't know if he's the no-doubt number one pick, but I, if he if he isn't, I would love for my Rangers to pick him up. I mean, he's uh, he's obviously got the bloodlines, Hall of Famer, uh, Al Leiters. I think this is his grandfather, I believe. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but I think he could be in play for that number one pick. There's also another kid out of Vandy, uh, Kumar Rocker. I mean, what a name, this kid. A little Harold and Kumar action. Kumar Rocker. <laughs> a rocker? Rocker? What a badass name. Yeah, I mean, oh. this kid is out of Vandy, fucking. Apparently, this dude fucking struck out 19 batters and no-hit Duke in the uh, 2019 Super Regional. So, he's a name to watch out for. I think another kid that could be in play for the number one pick, shortstop out of uh, – one of the one of those best baseball factories here in Dallas. Uh, he goes to uh, Jesuit. His name is Jordan Lawler. I, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Shortstop, got a lot of potential, whatnot. Um, so yeah, this is some guys that the Pirates give me and play for. We'll be covering it more. Um, also, I mean, just real quick. Little little uh, brief overview of the of the Pirates system. They're ranked number eight right now, according to MLB.com. I mean, I think they're on an upward trajectory though. They were number fifteen last year, and they just got a ton of new talent influxed into the system. I mean, like we said, they just trade everybody, especially last year. They just traded pretty much everybody that was decent on their club. So, I think we're doing this podcast. I think Inner Pirate. Find your inner pirate. This podcast is coming out the exact right time. I mean, they're two years away, and uh, <laughs> I, I think, think this is gonna the pirates are just for uh, all GMs in the MLB because we'll just do the scouting for them because they know it's yeah. basically, hey, who here's who you can trade for in the Pirates organization right now. They're going to be good, and you don't have to do any research whatsoever. Exactly, and like you know, when you're doing your scouting, if you're out there in the front office, whatever team that's, you just know the pirates, that's one less team you have to worry about. Just throw on the podcast every week. I mean, we got you covered here. So, all right, Drew, last thing before we get out of here, just, I mean, we got this draft coming up in like 18 minutes. I mean, we're getting excited. The man cave fantasy baseball league. It's back, baby. I mean, me, you, I already got all somebody our with it who never heard of them. <laughs> and it's just, I can't wait, dude. I mean, we're bringing it back after a couple years. We got our our baseball coach in there, Jim Schwartz. I mean, it's going to be a great group of guys. Can't wait for this wait, draft. Who's in that, wait, who's in there? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm not falling for that on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen, all right? <laughs> but, Drew, talk about the big veiny Rendoners. Talk about... A little. I don't want you to give away all your secret sauce, but you know, just real quick for the people. One thing I've just been super interested in about since you joined the league, you put together your own like algorithm system for pitching. Tell us a little bit about it. I I don't know what you're referring to. As the uh, Cardinals and Astros would say, plausible deniability is the best way oh, to go. Cut the crap. I know. I know the best. Way I know you're crunching the numbers at work. <laughs> This is a very competitive league that the big Vader and donors have absolutely dominated every single year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dom, what do you mean dominated? You, okay. 
you're a good team. You're a nice story. I mean, you came in like year two or whatever. I mean, I already had a fucking title or two under my belt. The fighting for a De La Rosa. I, won the league? I mean, I don't know. I know I fucking pretty sure Zero. I beat you one time. I don't know. No, you fucking, didn't. You didn't. Maybe in the well, we're season. fucking we're starting anew right now with this league, and I mean, it's gonna be something to follow. And uh, we'll see who can fucking we'll look up in fifteen years and see who has more titles. All right. <laughs> right now, somebody's leading the charge, old son. In the, in I mean, the you board. don't even have the fucking integrity to talk a little bit about this this pitching algorithm that you put together, and I fucking need it. I for don't gambling. know what you're talking about. I've never I seen kn- an algorithm. I've never seen a trash can. I've never seen here. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But, yeah, anyways, just a little background there. I mean, the big veiny donors and the fighting Jorge De La Rosa is my team. I mean, probably the biggest rivalry in modern fantasy sports history. I mean, I know we got some other decent teams, like Coach Schwartz and Weston will probably take it seriously. Like, Dylan and Rosa will probably take it seriously for, like, a month or two. But, like, at the end of the day, Drew, I didn't even do this on purpose when I set the league up. It's just kind of how – I guess the order everybody joined, I mean, they, they just knew to put us in separate divisions. We're going to both win our divisions probably, and we're going to on a collision course to the fucking duke it out for the title. I mean, if this plays out like it did back in the day, we're going to be sitting there I in mean, the championship recording this podcast, and it's just going to be epic. I can tell you right now that start doing your research because you're going to need to. Because I, I haven't done jack me. shit research for this draft. I definitely went to work today and did not work on fantasy stuff from about 1 p.m. till about 6. So don't even worry about it. I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much just going to go with gut feel and just whoever's on the fucking big board probably. I mean, I'll have we'll a couple We'll see if you should be in like. charge of this podcast or not, by the way, this fantasy team goes, or at least by how you draft, see how well you know baseball. <laughs> yeah that's it's gonna be great i mean all the stuff we got going on like i said at the top i mean we're gonna talk mlb we're gonna talk pirates obviously we're gonna talk just whatever this fantasy league i mean we'll keep you guys updated keep you guys in the loop i mean drew i don't know as as the uh, draft order been revealed yet i know we got like 14 minutes till it starts as uh can you check that real quick yes we have Bus driver with the number one pick, and we oh, have coach. me with the number two pick. Mm. That's big. Oh, Matt, who else we got? The third pick, Ryan Piscotti with the fourth, Weston Carter with the fifth. Where my are picking six. Oh, shit. Dylan Gillis, number seven. Kyle Rother, number eight. Nice. And those are the team. Yeah, that's everybody. Ooh. Yeah, picking six. I don't know how I feel about that. We'll see. I mean, I don't know, dude. It's going to be fun. We'll go, uh, we'll update you guys on the next episode of, of Find Your Inner Pirate. You know, we'll have some games under our belt at that point. Some more stuff, more stuff to talk about and whatnot. I mean, last thing, Drew, I think uh, – just just tell the people a little bit about, you know, what our schedule is going to be like going forward. I think 
you know, I think uh, we'll try and record on like Sunday nights potentially. I think that could work out well, or just like a Monday, like we're doing right now. But we'll try and do it once a week. Uh, you got any thoughts on that? We've got about once a week. I think we'll start recording on Tuesdays. I don't know what you're talking about. We'll start releasing on Wednesdays for a little midweek to give you a little preview before the minor league teams come to come to your local the local pirate minor league team comes to your town. You know who to watch for. So yeah, we'll get you the probable starters. About. We'll get you set yeah. for the probable starters. Who's getting called up, you know. Should be fun. There should be a lot of movement with the Pirates, you know, it's just the young team they put together and I can't wait to get it get it going, man. I mean, it's just the first of many. I mean, this is a this is our I'm gonna go ahead and call our shot. This is a legendary episode. I think it's good shit. Uh we're gonna go ahead, put it out. Gotta set up a new feed and everything for Find Your Inner Pirate, but It'll be available, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Go ahead, give us a, a subscribe. Um, I don't think we have a social media account set up just for this podcast yet, but I know Swinger Sport, Swinger Sword Sports Network. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. And, yeah, guys, I mean, that's pretty much all, all we got. You got anything before we get out of here? Yes. Uh, I'm going to win this week. I'll talk to you guys. All right. Love you guys. <laughs> All right, peace out, guys.